welcome to The Breakfast Club. The energy is ramped to the max. That was high energy, high octane intro. I'm going to keep that up this whole episode, mate. This whole episode is high energy. It's coming at you fast. Coming at you Ugh. like a million bees. Just constant <laughs> energy, beams of energy, bees of energy. Bees of energy. Energy sting, bees coming right at your face. Sting in bang, your bang, bang. cortex, cerebral cortex. Bang, bang, bang. Energy. That's With energy. God, that's a good that intro. A good that's a powerful intro. Well, yeah. it's, it's a meaningful intro for our first <laughs> podcast of 2021. That is it. This is the first podcast of this first Breakfast Club of 2021. How exciting is that? It feels bloody great on my end. I don't know about does, you. Yeah. Over here. Yeah. Feeling excellent, mate. Feeling, feeling excellent. excellent. Both sides of Breakfast Club Towers, two metres apart, as we've mentioned, <laughs> in the tower. The two towers are erected uh, tw- two metres apart. It's very, yep. very dangerous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're shouting really loudly across to one another. <laughs> how are you mate haven't seen you since last year uh, hey yeah. this guy that's a good joke that's a strong thanks, joke and thanks i think my dad invented it is that true i would I say my so, dad yeah. invented it but he's got zero humor mm. at all um <laughs> so i know he didn't <laughs> he probably invented charts <laughs> i guess <laughs> <laughs> or stories about paper. That's what I think. It's something he might have presented. Um, yeah, it's going well over here, mate. Um, obviously, not much happened on New Year's because, of course, it didn't. Because we're all being sensible and not being pricks yeah. and not firing nine hundred million fireworks off because you're not allowed fireworks. <laughs> well, well, some people weren't listening to that mm, rule. What do you mean? because <laughs> i didn't hear a single one did you not one firework went off in my vicinity i can tell you that not one single firework god you're lucky mate yeah uh, i couldn't hear the dogs some... go wild i couldn't hear the cats go wild couldn't hear the foxes go children wild. crying screaming children crying at this, various uh, parties around the country i couldn't hear some it. some nefarious ne'er-do-wells around by us had uh had somehow managed to get hold of some fireworks oh. I have no idea. I've no I idea. I thought Brexit meant uh, Brexit for fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> What's essential about fireworks? Eh? <laughs> Nothing. You're literally burning your money, you prick. <laughs> yeah, yes, but you are. You're exploding your own cash. <laughs> you might as well just throw your wallet in the air attached to dynamite and just fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I allegedly did something like that once when very, very drunk. Um,. I think I, I, I believe, I don't know, I've, I I poirrowed something together and pieced bits mm. of information from a night that I don't remember. Okay. Um, and I think the evidence points to, I thought that I had been jilted, so grabbed my wallet and threw it down the street. <laughs> Never saw that again. <laughs> I don't know why I did it. Absolutely incredible. But all the evidence points to that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm a very logical man, Dave, sometimes. So... Well, clearly, yeah, yeah, clearly. So yeah. I've got to go with the only thing that I think happened, and I believe it's that. No fireworks involved, though, which is a real shame. Much like that is New a shame. Year's Eve, no fireworks at all. <laughs> There's so much to unpack in that story. Maybe we'll come back to it, but I, I wonder what you mean by, I thought I was jilted. I can't. Were, you, were you dressed in a tuxedo at the time? No. Were you prepared to be married? Dave, as you as you full well know, I'm oft smart. So <laughs> you are when going smart, out, I'm oft smart. I, I, I know that if you'd watched our Twitch streams, you understand the slob stream is usually in effect. But when I'm mm-hmm. going out, try not to be slobby. 
I try to Dressed be to the nine yeah, sharp, sharp boy. People call yeah. me Mac the Knife as I walk past. They do. <laughs> so, I'm so glad I'm sharp. They do. Don't walk up to him on a night out. You might cut yourself. Is that <laughs> no, sharp? That got that sharp. <laughs> Since I've been called Pat Sharp before, but I think that's when I had a mullet. <laughs> yeah, and drove around in a little go kart all the yeah, time. Yeah, and I abducted those twins. So. <laughs> <laughs> there was that that was that was a pretty dark time yeah, it wasn't me. a great time but you know like no. a lesson <laughs> so mossy yes i have been racking my brains because i thought right it's the first breakfast club episode mm. of the new year yeah. it needs to be good it needs to be something people are going to remember it needs to be a big film big it needs to bang. be something that's yeah exactly sets the scene for the rest of the year mm. and i thought what Arnie films haven't we done? <laughs> Are there any New Year based Arnie films? <laughs> I thought, is there a is there a Sky High two oh. maybe that I could look into? You know, uh, that... I've heard some good things. Like I've heard some uh, some feedback recently about our Sky High episode, and quite a few people, oh, yeah, yeah, from various people <laughs> being like, I really really like that one. I remember watching it at some point for some reason. I was like, that's good, great film. Oh, no the way. Greatest. I thought I thought Sky High and Dune would be <laughs> never listened to. Um, Banished to the uh, the dusty side of the podcast. I don't know what film you've done. I, I mm. want to guess. Okay. I'm just going to try and okay. work out your brain. You wanted to do a big episode, something that would be oh, one in a year. You have told yep. me it's quite long. Yeah. Now, I don't know the length, uh, but due to... Uh, my first guess is going to be due to the, the nature of when we're recording this. Did you do that Happy New Year film? Ah, uh, I wish I had done. I've not gone. I've not gone New no, Year good, themed because apparently you would have wasted <laughs> your time. If you know what? I'm yeah, yeah. It looked awful. It genuinely looked awful. Um, my second guess, and this will be my final guess. I only have two guesses, but okay. that's it's okay. the Breakfast Club tradition. You only guess twice because um, okay. it's kind of like a bomb film. Um, <laughs> I am gonna guess, and this is only because I want to watch it. <laughs> And I've wanted to okay. watch it for the last, like, three weeks. Did you watch The Departed? Oh, do you know what? You're absolutely in the right vein oh. of film. You're in the right genre, but it's not The Departed. It? No. Right, good. No, that's not the same genre. Off. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The film I've chosen, Mossy, uh, to start us off for the new year, mm-hmm. the absolute epic. Some people would call it the godfather of modern cinema. The godfather of modern... Cloud Atlas? Uh, the Godfather. <laughs> God, I want to know the people who do call Cloud Atlas the Godfather of modern cinema. <laughs> oh, amazing, Cloud Atlas. That was your that was your Dave Tassak of this podcast. <laughs> no, well, okay, we can explain that at some point. But no, Cloud Atlas, I pulled out of the bag because of how bad it is. <laughs> <laughs> what a stupid premise that was for a film. And I was just, I was just uh, hoping, hoping that someone out there was like, oh my God, yeah, Cloud Atlas is the godfather of modern cinema. The godfather of modern <laughs> God, when Tom Hanks was that guy and then he was that other guy in a different time. God, it was great. And why did they use Tom Hanks as like the sort of, agile super protagonist when he's about 72 <laughs> why did he do it i don't know because he's just such a likable he's bloke a likable bloke collects typewriters can't be unlikable collecting typewriters 
That is a weird hobby. Well, I mean, he's rich. He can do whatever that he likes. He, he can That's do a true, lot yeah. worse hobbies than collecting typewriters, mate. So get a good on him. That's true. Yeah, no, fair yeah. enough. You know, he's he's one of the Hollywood elite. He could be doing a lot worse <laughs> well, with his money. So. As most of the Hollywood elite do. So, yeah. Um. So... I guess I, I guess I'll get into it. Are you excited? Are you excited for the Godfather? I don't think I could be more excited. Well, actually, no. I could definitely be more excited, and I'll explain why. Mm. I really don't care about mob films. Yes, I never have I've heard this. I yeah. never will. I don't know what it is. I think it, and I think in my head, it's just I would rather learn about actual real life mobsters who did exist and did all this shit. I don't really care about the Hollywoodization of it. I don't know why. It's just always been the way I've gone. So I've never, ever seen The Godfather, even though I mean, allegedly it's what probably one of the best five films ever made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Godfather 2 is probably up there yeah, in the top and, five. Yeah, you know, Cloud Atlas. So. <laughs> well... That is interesting because I've heard a lot of people say they don't like gangster films and they're they're not really into that whole genre. And I, it took me ages to get around to actually watching The Godfather because my dad buzzed off it and was like, it is the best film ever made. And like, I watched it with him when I was quite young Mm. and probably young enough to, old enough to, to watch The Godfather, but too young to really care what was going on. And it's quite a long film and I was (laughs) dipping in and out and like, I just had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea what was going on, and it's only since like coming back to it and watching it that you do think it is a bit of a masterpiece. To be fair, it is, is it, a yeah, great film. I mean, it's something I should watch. Like I haven't watched The Sopranos, which is a yeah. TV equivalent of you know the, one of the greatest shows made on telly. Um, just because of this random uh, discrimination I've got against gangsters, <laughs> don't know what it is. But, yeah, some genres just don't resonate with you. Sometimes you just you just can't find a, a way to relate to them, can you? No. Whereas I think with um with this film, it's it's the character arc. You know, it's yeah, uh, yeah. Michael, the main character. It's following his journey, and it, it just becomes interesting. Anyway, well, Dave, gonna, I can't wait dive in. for you to tell me all about Donald Corleone. I am super <laughs> excited. <laughs> that is his name, and will be throughout this episode, Donald. <laughs> Good old Donald. What what else is Don short for, mate? What else? There's a lot of Donalds in this film. To <laughs> well, honest, it might get confusing. <laughs> they must have got lazy with the writing. Not know what to call them. I'll call him Donald. And him Donald. 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 <laughs> so we start off in a room. We are tight camera on a mustachioed man, uh, talking just talking about America and how much he loves America. It's a great place. Uh, I love America just as much, it. I think, <laughs> because of all the fun things that happen there. Yeah, I mean, based on things you've said on this podcast, yeah, love them. Love America so yeah. much. <laughs> this mustachioed man, he's talking about America and how much he loves America, and he's come here and he's made a life for himself and him and his daughter and blah, blah, blah. And then he starts telling about how his daughter has started dating boys and she's going out with guys in America and everything. <laughs> just loads of them and at then once. Just loads of guys. Just loads of guys. He, he does mention two boyfriends oh, very quickly. Um, and then he says that one of the boyfriends uh, forced her to drink whiskey yeah. and then took her in his car and then tried to have sex with her. She said no. Mm. And then him and his friends just beat her like senseless oh, and Christ. put her in hospital. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's really violent yeah, straight I mean, away. Off the bat, that's this is not even yeah. minutey. I know, I know. It's a really grim story. Yeah. And then he goes on to talk about how America. he took. <laughs> he goes on to talk about how he went to the police and he went through all the proper channels, and the guys who did it got away with a suspended sentence, and they just walked out that day, like not no comeuppance or whatever. And then the camera pans out, and we see that he's speaking to Big Donald, oh, Donald Corleone. Donald Corleone, he sat right there. <laughs> he sat right there, chewing his grapes in his in his cheeks. Oh yeah, in there. Ah, you come to. It. I can't. No, come on. Sounds... No, that sounds really good. <laughs> no, no, oh, it didn't. sounded really racist. <laughs> no, no, it sounded no. you were going. You were very, very eastern when you were doing Donald Corleone. I, I know, and I don't know why. I'm so bad at impressions. He's trying again, please. <laughs> no, go on. Because it's going to no, come on, back I want to hear it. No, I want to hear it. Me. I think. I think everyone deserves to hear it. <laughs> This is my best Godfather impression, okay? okay? You, you can't stop. You're going to make me laugh. All right, I'll hide my face. I'll hide my face. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll see if I can see okay. it in my mind's ear. Okay. You come to me on this. The day it's so the guy I can't do it. Don't do it. I didn't realise the, the shop owner from Gremlins was in this film. <laughs> Is that what you're telling me? Why can't I do an Italian-American accent? Why can't I do oh, Marlon Brando? It certainly Brandon? wasn't that. Oh, it certainly Just was not Just go De Niro, that. do De Niro. I, I can't even do... I and don't even think I can do it. say it through your nose. You do a De Niro and I'll try and copy you. You're talking on me. Hey, you're talking on me. Oh, I can do that bad. a little bit. And That's not bad. make it a bit more... <laughs> <laughs> you speak through you sort of like trying to do an Igor impression at the same time. You went a bit weird. I, I did go a bit weird, yeah. No, maybe I can't do one either. Go well, on. again, I've never seen gone. the film. Give me, give okay, me a line. You to must. Say. You, uh, you come to me on this the day of my daughter's wedding. That's that's the line from this. You'll count on me <laughs> this day on oh, my daughter's wedding. No, I can't do it either. That sounded Indian. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, brilliant. Well, this well is I got, they got for these impressions later on through that. That's why they got Brandon. That's why they got the best. That's why they got yeah, the best. Exactly. <laughs> they tried a million other actors. They all did weird. Yeah, like one of them was Welsh, Asian one actors. was Chinese, one was Indian. Yeah, it was all Asian. All Asian. <laughs> Apart from the Welsh, obviously. Apart from the Welsh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that's so silly. Um, So, Donald Corleone, he's there. And he's saying... <laughs> <laughs> he's saying... You've come to me on this day of my daughter's wedding. You've never wanted my friendship before. You've not been a good friend to me. You know, you come... Apparently, there's a there's a rule with Italian doms that if you go and approach them on their daughter's yeah. wedding, they can't refuse a request. It's oh, like a, that's a historic clever. thing. So that's that's why you go... You go that's why that this guy's... Yeah. yeah. And this guy has basically said he wants the don to murder these two lads who yeah. beat his daughter. Sounds about right. Makes sense. It sounds... Yeah, it sounds reasonable. Um... And he says that, you know, that's vengeance. And the Don says, that's not vengeance. You know, that it, it will, we'll sort it. We'll, we'll look after yeah. them, but we're not going to kill them. That's not vengeance. And he sends the well, guy I mean, on his is. way and he says that, well, yeah, I think so. <laughs> but he sends the guy on his way and he's like, go on, go away, you, you cheeky chap. Enjoy the wedding. <laughs> he's a little sends, slap sends around the shop, sort of slap little, on the yeah. ass. Off you go, on your son. way. <laughs> <laughs> Have some punch. <laughs> 
very tasty. <laughs> and as he's leaving, he says, uh, someday it might never come, but I'll call on you to do a service in return for me. You know, oh. I'll need a favour. So that's the that's the So give the negotiation take. is if you ask a request on the day of the daughter's wedding, then they can't refuse, but they can counter offer and haggle. <laughs> They can, they, they can, can haggle. haggle. Yeah. That's good. I mean, you've got to have, got to have a bit of give and take. Mate. There's got to be a quid pro quo, as it were. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Um. So then we see scenes of uh, the daughter's wedding, the famous daughter's the wedding. Famous this is daughter. uh, Connie, Connie Corleone. She's getting married today. Good name, uh, Donald's daughter. It is a good yeah. name, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, we see lots of uh, frivolity and and jolliness, and then they go to have a picture taken and. Don Corleone's there, and he's waiting to get the picture taken, and then he's like, oh no, we can't get the picture taken without Michael. Uh, and everyone's like, oh, he's not here yet, blah, blah, blah. Um, and they say, oh, we can't get the picture taken without Michael, and so they just don't get a wedding picture taken. <laughs> Who's Michael? Weird. Oh, we find out well, who Michael is shortly. Yeah, We find out who we Michael is We can't have shortly. a wedding photo without Michael. Now, right, either yeah. this guy mm. has just gone to get some sausage rolls, or... <laughs> This guy is it. He's not coming. This guy's in prison, right? <laughs> and if he's in prison, should have should have like postponed the wedding. Yeah, yeah. If they can't get a single it's photo single until photo. Michael is there, they should have definitely the checked his RSVP. Photographers walking around like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? He's like, you're being paid, aren't you? You're being paid. I don't know. You're being paid, aren't you? And he's just like, well, yeah. He's like, well, just pretend to take photos. He's gonna walk around going. <laughs> Say cheese. <laughs> no, even ten photos are too much. We can't have them without Michael. <laughs> can't we just pretend Michael's here if I'm going to take pretend photos? <laughs> there he is. He's still behind you. He's got his hand on his shoulder. Say Michael. I don't know why he sounds like that. <laughs> it's because we can't do an Italian yeah, American it is, accent. Yeah. So that's how everyone's going to sound. Slightly scouse. Um. So then we get to see a little bit more of the family and the people that they hang around with. We meet a guy called Paulie, who's a little bit of a scumbag. Yeah. He sees Connie, and she's getting a load of money and gifts from people. <laughs> and he's saying, oh, there's so much money here. If if she wasn't the Don's daughter, um, yeah. I'd definitely be stealing all that ah, money. That's really, a pretty that's, scummy thing I, to say. Just don't say that. Why would you ever yeah. say that? Exactly. In a In a... You know, they're outside, but in a garden full of mob <laughs> full gangsters. Of mob people went there. He's there, Donald. Why would you then just be like, I'm just, I, I, oh God, I fucking love to steal all that shit. And it's like, <laughs> why have you said that, mate? Come on. Stop Come on. being a weirdo. Stop being a little weasel. Be smart, Paulie. Be smart. Be smarter. <laughs> Happy birthday, Paulie. <laughs> I hope that happens in this film. <laughs> I wish. Um... <laughs> And then we do see that there is a photographer going hey. around and he's taking pictures of people and then he takes pictures of this one guy who looks up and sees him take the picture and then he clicks his fingers and these two guys walk up and take the camera off the guy and then they just take the film out of it and smash it on the floor. <laughs> well, <laughs> Which I fucking love. No pictures without Michael. We've been No pictures it. without Michael. Why did they employ him? No pictures without Michael. <laughs> well... You've put such on a good point because, like, there's clearly some, you know, there's clearly some people there who are sensitive and don't want their picture taken because mm. they are crime bosses. Or gremlins. Uh, so why have they hired or gremlins? So why have they hired a photographer? No idea. Maybe it's just because it's the done thing. Maybe, Maybe if you get married in this specific church or whatever, 
uh, the wedding photographer comes with it, and they're just like, "No, we are, we're going to assault him if you if you bring him along." And they're just like, "Well, it's in the contract, so." Well, he he does have to come along. He so. will have to come, so you're just gonna have to assault him. <laughs> <laughs> Try and make it within an inch of his life, as opposed to you know, the whole hog, the whole shebang. Yeah, yeah. we know you, we've had a couple of you Donalds in before, and <laughs> you're a terrifying breed. <laughs> um, so. Michael finally shows up. Hey. And he's in his full army uniform. He's got a woman on his arm. The photographer his, his must be devastated. He says, camera blowing up. He's like, fuck's sake. I could have I had to wait 10 minutes. Finally, could have finally could have taken a picture. Could have had the photo. There's Michael now. God damn it. Uh, uh. So, we learn that Michael is um, Don Corleone's other son. And he's a he's an army vet. He's a war hero. We don't ever find out what he did that was so heroic. I don't think. Killed but um, he's a war hero. <laughs> well, I assume so. That's what you get good at war for doing, or isn't it? Rescuing so get medals people in... that are on by your killing side. other people. Yeah, yeah, by killing people. I don't know. I'm not it, it, it all revolves war. around killing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Michael takes Kay round and shows around, and then they're all sat together. And then we see a guy called Luca Braz- Brazzi. Luca Brazzi, Luca I think Brazzi. his name is. Yeah, name. he is a big bloke, scary guy. <laughs> He's really massive. How, how big in uh, centimeters? <laughs> <laughs> Damn you! I have no idea of conversion. I'm going to say not in centimeters, but oh. I'm going to say. He's probably seven foot. Seven this guy. foot. So that's uh, what big, just over two guy. meters. So just over two thousand mm. centimeters. That's pretty big. That's a pretty pretty tall guy. And no, Luca. No, I'm not two thousand centimeters. That's not how See, meters. Work. This is why I didn't go for your little centimeter yeah. trapped in one. I've trapped myself all on podcast. I've trapped myself. What a goddamn idiot! <laughs> Hoisted by your own petard, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. So, Luca Bratti, he's a scary guy, but he's also a bit of an idiot, and he wants to see the Don uh, to congratulate him for, you know, his daughter getting married, and he stood outside the room waiting to see the Don, and he's just chatting to himself, he's just rehearsing his little speech, Yeah, uh, and he's saying stuff like, um, congratulations on your daughter's wedding, you know, I hope that they have... Um, I hope that they're quick to have a baby, and I hope that it's a, a masculine baby he, he's practicing, which is a, a weird thing to say. Michael and Kay see Luca talking to himself, and Kay is just like, "That guy's really fucking odd." And Michael's like, "Yeah, he's, he's a bit odd." <laughs> Come on, guy, you can't see it odd anymore. He's got, <laughs> he's got uh, mental health issues. Yeah, you've got to yeah. be subtle about these things. Yeah, yeah, you, you, can't you know, just say he's laugh odd. behind their backs. Yeah. <laughs> he's awfully. Uh... Oh, uh, he's oh, he's not very quick, is he? This is. <laughs> Come on, man. He's massive. Of course he's not. It takes ages for his brain to send all the messages down to where it needs to go. It's a lot of body lot of to body. tell D- things to do. Yeah, That guy is 200 metres tall. <laughs> <laughs> I got it wrong again. It's 20. <laughs> 200 metres. He's just a sheer colossus of a man. This enormous guy will kill us all. <laughs> <just> kill us all. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That's silly. Um, so, Luca Brasi goes in to see the Don and he does his little speech and he messes it all up and he says really stupid things and he's like, blah, 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 blah. And 
<laughs> like Don Corleone. He comes. He, he's practicing it outside, and then he goes in and he goes, uh, "Oh, Don Corleone, uh, daughter's wedding, masculine baby, and daughter's dead weird. sexy. I hope you have a man baby." <laughs> Uh, Paulie wants to steal all their things. <laughs> Paulie's the rat. Paulie's the goddamn rat. Um, and so he gets all muddled up, and the, the Don's dead nice to him anyway, and sends him on his way. And this is all interspersed with wedding scenes outside. And then some guy shows up, and all these girls start screaming. Oh. All these teen girls start screaming. Yeah, good screaming uh, or bad screaming? Good screaming. Okay. They're excited for this guy. And the Don's like, oh, what's going on out there? And he, he pulls open the shutters, and this guy has walked in who's called Johnny Fontaine. Johnny Fontaine. Name, Johnny Fontaine. He sounds like Johnny he should... Fontaine is a singer. Is he? Well, I yeah. hope so. He sounds like he should be able to set himself on fire in a Marvel comic. Yes, he does. Yeah, yeah he does. That'd be cool. Yeah. Flame on. Or turn himself into Johnny water. Fontaine. Or something like yeah. that. I don't know. Oh, so, like Fountain. Yeah, yeah that's that. good. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah, that's very good. That'd be a good Marvel character. I was about to say Stan, if you're listening, but he, I mean, oh, he isn't. From up there. <laughs> from up there. God damn. Yeah. God rest your soul. Yeah. Rest in peace. Um, And then we learned that um, Johnny Fontaine is a singer and years ago, Don Corleone helped him. He was, uh, <laughs> Michael explains this to Kay, actually, because Kay's like, why is Johnny Fontaine, apparently Johnny Fontaine's a big deal. Yeah. And Kay, Michael's missus, is like, why is Johnny Fontaine just turning up to your sister's birthday party? And he explains that years ago, was uh, he was in a, oh, sorry, yeah, wedding, oh. yeah, wedding, the, the day of his daughter's <coughs> wedding. Of course it's a wedding. The day of my daughter's birthday party. <laughs> it's like, birthday. <laughs> you know, it's his fourth birthday party, if you ask me anything on this day. As long as you are holding a balloon and you have a small slice of cake, I can do whatever you want. Yeah, I can't <laughs> not say good no. cake either. That horrible, shitty, just standard, mostly beige just icing. cake that's got thick yeah. icing and it like a maybe a a gnat spit of jam in the middle. <laughs> I can see you've been burnt by this cake before. I don't like cake, Dave. I don't like cake. I'm a big fat man, but I don't like cake. And people, whenever cake comes around, they're like. Oh, you'll want the cake. It's like, no. The only cake I like is fruit cake. So that's, You like fruit cake? Fruit that's cake. the only fruit cake, cake you is like. Delicious. You are a fruit cake, well, mate. There's nothing yeah. wrong with you. <laughs> it's just very tasty. It's it's got it's got nature's sugar in it, mate. Raisins. What a weird it's thing to candy, say. Nature's candy, Dave. Come on. Tell you what. This the Breakfast Club might not make it to two years. <laughs> because of my lust for raisins. It's <laughs> 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 just here back. In two weeks, just be like, sorry, guys, I'll have to be recording you, this is, I'll have to be recording the podcast on my own, because Moss has gone crazy for raisins. He's gone to... He's just bathing in raisins. He's gone to Madagascar in search of the Raisin King, because <laughs> he wants to sign a treaty with him, because obviously Europe's out of the question, to get constant supply of raisins <laughs> to his house. Last I saw, he was under a heat lamp trying to dry himself out to turn himself into a giant he raisin. Was sending voice samples of his own singing to the California raisins <laughs> to see if he could join them. Let's all go to the yeah, lobby. Even though they're quite racist, <laughs> he's, he's willing to put Extremely. that to one side to join the California raisins. <laughs> Who wouldn't be? Who wouldn't Who be? Who wouldn't be? <laughs> um, so. Michael's explaining to Kay uh, that 
years ago the the godfather helped johnny fontaine because johnny was in a band and he got the offer of a big contract a big solo contract but the contract he was in with the band meant he couldn't sign another contract so don corleone went to the the leader of the band and said you've got to let him go i'll give you ten thousand dollars and he said no in case like oh well how did he get out of the contract then and michael goes uh Don Corleone went back the next day with Luca Brasi and said that this, the contract was either going to have the, the leader of the band's signature or his brains on it. And then he goes, he made him an offer he couldn't refuse, oh. which is a recurring recurring thing. Yeah, this well, I mean, he could have refused it, though, couldn't he? But he would have died. Well, he could have. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, the police yeah. would have said, why did this guy die? And you go, well, why, why have you signed a contract in brains? It's like... <laughs> That's not okay. That's a weird choice, yeah. yeah. It's not his signature, it doesn't count. He's like, I am a signatory, and it does not count. Like, you sure? Uh, and he's like, only if you have the brain stem. And he's like, oh, hang on, give me a minute. Uh, there you go. And he's like, oh, yeah, okay, we're good. So I'm a notary, you see, so I'll sign that off. I love the legal counsel that would hold that up in court. Well, he did sign it in brains, he did sign in brains. so... So surely that's okay. He thought about it for a long time, as you can clearly see, Your Honor. Like, no, he did, yeah. <laughs> and all the jury are like, ha ha ha. <laughs> so he's really loud. Um what we get here is an important point because Michael explains to Kay that um that's his father's business and Michael is not involved in the family business. He doesn't have anything to do with this unpleasantness that they do yeah. you know all this kind of stuff um and then we get a bit where someone's looking for someone called sonny who it turns out is another son of don corleone well, yeah, obviously and obviously he's got loads of sons <laughs> and, uh, oh sonny i yeah it took oh. me a minute yeah well <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it is a long film <laughs> sonny is just upstairs banging someone as you and... do sister's wedding yeah, well, as you do, yeah, yeah. What, what, what hornier event what? than your <laughs> than your sister getting married? <laughs> what hornier event? There's <laughs> like a haze of just sheer must, must, must going through this sister's wedding. <laughs> Just sexuality in the air. Yeah, it's like a fog, just, a dense fog inside this church or wherever they are. He's like, oh, I'm gonna lost most pretty crazy today. Everyone's turned into a right horn dog. <laughs> the lust must. Oh, something about seeing my little sister get, like, married. get married. She's just really doing it for me. Really Weirdly, me I need to find someone. Preferably someone looks like her. Oh my god. <laughs> The lost must is upon me. <laughs> I must lost due to the lost must. <laughs> God, not even one scene in. Oh God, this film is so long. Um, <laughs> Sonny's banging and then someone knocks on the door and says, come on. And he says, okay, give me a minute. And then he finishes banging. Wow. And then he comes downstairs. On though, demand? Not in like a... <laughs> <laughs> Can you finish off? He's like, yeah, hang on. Yeah, pat, pat. And then off he goes. It's a good, good way to use it as an excuse. Yeah. He'd be like, I'm not a one-pump chump. I've just, I've got to go. <laughs> yeah, my dad, just my dad needs me. A guy. 
So yeah. you knock on your door and go, hurry up, you got to call him out. And he's like, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, look. So I, sorry. I, could have gone, I could have gone for hours. Because of, you know, all the, also, all the lust Because of all the lust <laughs> Also, Sonny is like 35, 40, I would guess. Like, mid-30s. Okay. To have someone knock on the door and go, oh, your dad's after you while you're mid-banging someone <laughs> at your, your sister's wedding. Not a good look, Sonny. <laughs> yeah, Not a good look. I go, and? And what? <laughs> I am a man. I'm a goddamn man. I'm a goddamn man. God man. <laughs> I've got needs. <laughs> so, Sonny comes downstairs and he's got a little wet patch on his pants yeah. and he walks into the office and um, Johnny Fontaine's in there and Johnny Fontaine is speaking to the Don saying that he needs another favour. Um, basically, he wants, a, he wants a job in Hollywood but the director of the film that he wants to be in wouldn't give him the part and he yeah. wants Don Corleone to sort it for him that he gets the part in this new war movie that they're making. By the sounds of it, um, Donald Corleone is essentially just Jesus. Donald Corleone can do can fix anything <laughs> for any, anyone. He's Jimmy Savile. He can just <laughs> fix it for all these guys. Donald will fix it for you. <laughs> yeah. He will. Oh, um, you know. There's okay. a great scene. Well, before the whole... Yeah. No, he was still before doing it, it then. The unpleasantness. No, still not okay. Yeah. No. No, 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 he's not a he's not a good person. He's the worst person um, in the world. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, there's a scene here where, when I was watching it, I thought Mossy would love this scene <laughs> because Fontaine starts crying a little bit about the fact he can't get this part, and Don Corleone just slaps him. <laughs> he just full on just slaps him in the face. Yeah, just says, <laughs> "What's be, up with you? Be, a, be a man." Yeah, exactly. He basically says that. He basically says, "Be a man." Be slaps a him in the face. Man. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. <laughs> and then he does his classic Don Corleone thing. He's like, go on, on your way. I'll sort it. Gives him a little slap on the tush. <laughs> sends him away. Off you go. <laughs> Off you go. Enjoy the lust must. Enjoy. Get out there. Get out there and tonight. Off you go, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there's a little bit of a scene where um, Don Corleone goes out into the wedding and has a little dance with his daughter. Oh. And, it's, and it's nice. And then he talks to his lawyer, Tom. And he says, um, oh, he says to Tom and Sonny, actually, I want you to go out to California um, and I want you to speak to this film producer and I want you to sort it for um, for um, Johnny Fontaine. That's nice. So they're like, okay, we got it. So he didn't even have to so, haggle. That was just, no, just sort it out. No, just sort it, just make it happen. Um, so Tom, the lawyer, uh, he goes out to California and he's on the film set and the film producer is a bit of a weird he's a bit racist um tom's basically on set and like he's talking to him and he's saying you know oh i want you to put johnny fontaine in your next film um it'd be really good you know i work for don corleone uh if you did him this you know you a favor (laughs) blah 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 they all it all works on favors it all works on favors always does always does and this guy this film producer I can't even remember what he calls him, but he he, he does some some slurs for Italians oh. and Italian Americans. It's 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 unpleasant. <clears throat> Imagine um, being racist against Italians of all people. I know like, what a weird thing. To God, yeah. all your food and culture, you're the He's worst. Great. <laughs> Apart from that whole Mussolini phase, but that was good yeah. that you got over that pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> Also, the lawyer. The lawyer is very reasonable. You know, he's yeah. quite pleasant and he's soft spoken and he's nice to this guy. And so, anyway, the guy says no. He says he won't put Johnny Fontaine in this film. He'll ruin the movie and he won't have him. 
and then I mean that's fair but enough. Moya, I mean, I think you know he's a film producer. He's got to he's got to make a good film. Yeah, I mean, we know all about films and the process of making them because of what we do. Um, just by talking about them, that's why about... critics know everything about films. <laughs> that's it, and food and all that. Um, so <laughs> we we both know that uh, casting director is the person who deals with the cast so the main director <laughs> pretty much very little say <laughs> yeah yeah probably doesn't care that much yeah. to i'm not gonna put him in this film that's good because i didn't actually want to see you i wanted to see the yeah. casting director where where, where are they and it's like oh where are they can there. you direct me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you direct me to the casting director don Corleone, and he will owe you a favor it's like oh <laughs> yeah no fair enough yeah he's like no i hate you it's a, i don't even like pizza it's the worst. <laughs> and you know what? Pesto is disgusting. And you're like, pesto is disgusting. That's fair. That is fair. <laughs> Not really authentic Italian. Can't really judge us on <laughs> that, to be fair. Put lasagna, um, though, and he's like, nah, lasagna is nice. Lasagna's good, though, lasagna yeah. Is lasagna good. is good. You can even make vegetarian yeah. lasagna, and it's even tastier sometimes. It's even better. Yeah. God. Um, <laughs> so the... <laughs> the lawyer gives this director his card. And he says, well, look me up, you know, give me a call, blah, blah, blah. And then the director passes his card over to his assistant and he says, look up who he works for, you know, tell me something about him. And then he learns that he's Don Corleone's lawyer and he learns everything about the Corleone crime family yeah. and he shits his pants and he oh, invites the lawyer over to his house. Yeah, he yeah. really poops his pants. And he invites the lawyer over to his house for dinner and shows him around. He's got this amazing house with like pools yeah. and, and it's huge, absolutely enormous. Pools, multiple and multiple pools, pools yeah plural what a pools God, who pools needs too so many, many who needs two pools unless you've got like a slide <laughs> on one of them in which case you're firing up yeah does he have a slide or a or a cannon that fires you from one pool to the or next or a That'd cannon be yeah they're the only two <laughs> situations in which you need more than one pool <laughs> either a slide or a cannon imagine how rich you'd be to have a cannon that That's fires it. you from one pool to yeah. the next or That'd just fires good. you to wherever you need to go just like, oh, I need to go down the shelves. Bang! And then you... Oh. <laughs> you got special little pads set up so the cannon always lands you in the pads and you're like, right. That'd be a good way to travel. I think we That'd should uh, try and pattern this. Set up, set up cannon rail. Can- cannon cannon trail. rail, yeah, that's good. Cannon rail, let's yeah. do it. Um, While he's showing him around the house, he just shows him his, like prize winning horse it's really weird we just get this scene where he's just like showing off all his cool shit hey look at this guy and he's like yeah yeah exactly he's billy big bollocks he's it's proper tory behavior he's like <laughs> oh this horse is cost me like six million pound and i'm gonna put it out to stud it's and, called yeah. sheargar and he's like ah i'll tell the ira <laughs> um and then we, we learn over dinner between the lawyer and this director why the director doesn't want to have Johnny Fontaine in the film. Apparently, this director spent a lot of money on this young starlet trying to bring her up through the ranks and he was mm. putting her in films and he was training her and he was getting her into films and like he had her doing dance lessons and coaching and singing yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And like he said she was the most beautiful starlet you've ever seen. You know, he, he said she would have been massive, like this yeah. huge film star. And then she um, ran off with Johnny Fontaine uh, because he's like this big shot singer. And she decided she didn't want to do films anymore. She's just besotted with Johnny and blah, blah, blah. And he's like fuming that he's spent all this time and money and effort on this, this see. starlet. And well, also, I think now? it's implied. Just Well, you don't. Yeah, I assume she's just 
gone to pot. Heroin? I assume. Well, I, I yeah. assume heroin over pot. I assume heroin, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pot's just the um, gateway. <laughs> it is. Um, you get the, you get the impression. Simple as that. It is. It is. That's hard Do pot life. once, heroin's next. That's it. That's, <laughs> that's what my dad taught me, and uh, it's true. It's you absolutely true. You're good joke. <laughs> so i've learned a lot yeah. i've learned a lot um we also get the impression that uh this director was banging this starlet mm. and that he's fuming because johnny fontaine's now banging her so yeah do we, do we get that impression is that like yeah oh, no okay. it's it's like it is heavily implied by the director because he calls her a fine piece of art the finest piece of ass he's ever had okay and he, that he, calls so he, her and he groomed her as well yeah, oh, yeah okay so this guy's yeah. roman polanski it's a well-researched Famous Hollywood director is what <laughs> I'm going to say. Like, yeah, I it was a very believable character. <laughs> yeah, I thought, yeah, especially then. Mm. <laughs> yeah, mm. for the time, yeah. absolutely. Perfect. Really? No wonder this film won an Oscar. Yeah, really pulled that one out the bag, but then <laughs> didn't change anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, made no difference to to the world, which is good. Um, <laughs> or is it? Who knows? God bless America. <laughs> And so he, you know, he, he basically like fuming and he tells this lawyer that Johnny Fontaine made him look like a, a mug and he, he's not having it and get out of his house and he kicks the lawyer out of his house. <laughs> oh my God, really? He just gets angry yeah. like that. He's like, he gets fuming. He's like, oh shit, I remember you work for now and I'm genuinely fearing for my life. So come round for dinner, um, it'll be lovely. He comes round, he goes, there's a horse, there's me pools. Uh, Johnny Fontaine sh- shagged this young girl. I was shagging. Now get out my house. <laughs> get out. Okay. Well, really, he does address it. You really, you really this changed gear. For yourself, you shot yourself in the foot. <laughs> he does. He does semi-address it. He does say something like, "I understand that Don Corleone has a lot of friends and he's a powerful man, but what you've got to understand is I'm a powerful man too, and I won't be bullied. And Johnny Fontaine, there's no way Johnny Fontaine is going to star in this film. He, he also says something about this film is perfect for Johnny Fontaine. It will it will be like the vehicle that kicks off his career, yeah. and he doesn't want to be responsible for helping this uh, guy's so career. It, so you know, he's so. out of spite then. It's very much a spiteful yeah. thing. So anyway. Just like, just like forgetting Sarah Marshall for Russell Crowe kicked his <laughs> yeah. Hollywood career. Just like, oh, absolutely. Um, I'll think of a rocker one. Um, just like, I don't know, what film where someone's gone from rock music to film that's kicked off just as Jared Leto? Or which one did he do first? Yeah. Just like The Grinch Who Stole Christmas kicked off Taylor, Taylor Monson's Hollywood career. Hollywood career. She went from that to Gossip Girl. <laughs> Back to the pretty reckless because no one would hire her anymore. <laughs> really yeah. jump-started it. Back to, I assume, living in a dumpster. Back to who, who only knows? fans without question. <laughs> I don't know, but I would imagine but we're gonna that's, guess. that's yeah, it's where the way, we're going. It's the way everyone's going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I've I mean, it's a lot fans. of money because, you know, men are pigs. So Yeah, men are. Be better. Um, hey, if it makes people money, keep keep going, Ali. It, it makes makes people happy. What's wrong with that? Yeah. No. <laughs> if it makes people money for scamming pigs, that's cool. I'm yeah. in for that. Yeah, if you can take advantage of people, if you can take advantage of the lust must, the, then do yeah. it. If you can breathe in that lust must and exhale it into your fans, you go ahead and you make as much you money as you possibly can. If you can sell your own <laughs> bathwater, you do it. Because yeah. hey, I wish I could sell my own bathwater. Yeah, I don't, because I don't really like taking baths. 
So it really pissed oh. me off. All <laughs> <laughs> the baths I'd have to take. <laughs> I can't sell my shower water. It's just not kosher. So, you know. My biggest worry, though, is that I am quite... Uh, we've discussed this previously, yeah. but I'm quite a hirsute gentleman. <laughs> and my bath water often contains a lot of Oh, hair. my God, Dave. <laughs> so and... disgusting. Are you molting? <laughs> It's just like it yeah. turns into a well, bath mat. Like when when you empty the when you empty the bath out, there's like a lot of hair like uh, in the bathtub, and I worry. <laughs> like you've got, a, like you've got a, like you're a living bath. It's just yeah, like... <laughs> yeah, a living hairy bath man, and. I worry that if I sell, if I was to ever sell my bathwater, someone could very easily very clone easy me clone for nefarious purposes, <laughs> or attach your hair to their hair, thus yeah. making them you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is a worrying situation. A also, situation. the kind of person who's buying my bathwater is a weirdo, so I don't want to know what they're doing with my clone or by sticking my hair to their you face. You know what they're doing with your clone, mate. Let's not beat around the bush. You know exactly yeah, what they're doing with your fucking clone. that clone to yeah. death. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't like it. Oh, the must like is it. strong with your clone, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Covered in lust, must. I can't believe you have hairy water. That's unbelievable. <laughs> what do you think happens in the shower? You're like the hairiest guy alive. I mean, no, I've just surely you have lots of head in the shower. The rest of me, yeah. not as hairy. Hair, hair comes out of your head in the shower. Come on, Some hair comes out of my head in the shower. Not enough to turn yeah. that water well, hairy. The, no, it, I'm not saying I'm like sitting in a bath full That's of hair. That's what it sounds it's like you like are. Like it sounds like you're sitting no, in a no, Like a few loose hairs. Oh, like okay. a, but definitely enough hair that it would get in a vial if I was collecting bath water. You used to sieve, don't you? Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, I'm silly. I'm, I've clearly got a lot to learn about my OnlyFans. Yeah, well, these are the stuff that we need to listen to marketing about. You've been telling us for weeks. He's been telling us for weeks that people want, people are demanding a Breakfast Club OnlyFans. <laughs> no, I have heard a couple of people say that to me. Though. Hot host on host action. It's not going to happen. That's what you get every week from us. Um, oh this has gone really weird. Yeah. So then the uh, camera pans around the house of the director and we get the absolutely infamous scene from this film where it keeps panning into the house and it pans through the windows and goes through the corridors and then it zooms into the director in his bed and he turns around and there's blood on the sheets mm. and he starts like waking up and he's like, he looks and he's like, oh shit. And at first it looks like he's been stabbed. <clears throat> yeah. I would shit my pants because I think I've been stabbed to death in my sleep. Yeah. Like, uh, well, obviously not to death, no, but but yeah. <laughs> I'm about to die. <laughs> you woke up dead? Like, how's this happening? <laughs> oh my God, I'm dead. Oh my God, I'm dead. <laughs> Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> my brain doesn't function too well. No, at not in the morning, morning no. Um, and then he throws back the sheets and they have cut off the head of his oh horse and put it in the bed with him. Is it a clean cut? It's a pretty clean cut, so to be fair. Yeah, use? it's not like they've, like, sawed through it. Someone really... I reckon Luca Brazzi with an axe. Oh, you think they've got full this, the mountain this, on it? I mean, a this, horse's head is very thick. Thick. The neck, the is, neck very is very thick. But don't forget, Luca Brazzi is two thousand meters yeah, tall. No, he's he like a just, he's literal he mountain man. Forefinger and thumb. To be fair, <laughs> oh silly. Um, so that's how they convince um 
the director to put Johnny Fontaine in his film. And that convinces him. He goes, you know what? They've sawn off my horse's head. They've got me convinced that he is the guy for the role. Um, this Johnny Fontaine storyline goes... It literally goes nowhere. He he comes back into it in like the final thirty minutes of the film. Yeah. Um. But we we you know it's made out like this is a really important thing to do for Johnny, and I guess it's just to show the lengths that the the gangsters yeah. will go to the, to get what they the want. Don can just do whatever he likes. Yeah, basically. So then we're back at uh, Villa Corleone. We're we're with Donald and his and his family. Casa uh, Corleone. Casa Donald. Uh, they're all sat around and they're talking and Sonny and Tom are trying to convince Donald that he needs to get into the narcotics racket. <laughs> oh yeah, that's just what he needs. He's a, <laughs> while it, when he's not soaring off horses' heads and yeah. sorting shit out for weird other people, he needs yeah. to be getting into heroin. <laughs> Hard, drugs. Hard drugs. Get on it. And um, we learn that his, his current things are gambling prostitution uh he gun running he has some friends in politics and the police and uh newspapers as well for some reason he's a pretty influential guy and actually don corleone is is quite moralistic here in that he says that he doesn't want to get into drugs because he just thinks it's a it's a bad thing to get into yeah but sonny and the lawyer are like this is the future you know this is where it's going if we yeah and they 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 kind of i guess rightly in a horrible way say that if we don't get into this now the other families will get into yeah. it and then they'll have the power and the money i like the way it's you, very scarface you say that he's moralistic but he's almost certainly human trafficking people to turn them into prostitutes mm. which is arguably worse than selling cocaine and heroin <laughs> yeah he has an incredibly twisted moral code well clearly it's like the it's like the whole favors thing, you know, about yeah. the oh, I'll do a favor for you, but you owe me a favor. But like his favor to someone might be like, oh, I'll send some people to beat up some teenage boys, but then <clears> you <throat> have to kill a man for me, which is just <laughs> it's out of order, isn't it? Well, It'd be like um, if you know if you lent me a fiver, and then we're like, but yeah. I also want you to kill a man. <laughs> I want you to run a man over I in cold blood. Rob this bank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I just I just give you a fiver. It's like how many. <laughs> How many packs of chewing gum did you buy? Six. He's like, well, <laughs> six bags then. <laughs> did you enjoy them? Did you enjoy those six bags well, of chewing I, gum? Because I, uh... I used them. <laughs> I go as far as enjoy. <laughs> um, and then Corleone goes to meet with the the drugs guy, and he's chatting to him about it, and he speaks to him, and he tells him eventually that. He's not going to do business with him. Oh. And he says, listen, I, I wish you luck with it, you know, and blah, blah, blah. I know that it's going to happen, but I just, I don't feel comfortable doing it. I don't think it's something our family needs to be involved in. And he and he goes off. And that's kind of the end of that little bit. And then um, he sends Luca Bratti to go scope out the Tataglia family, who are another crime family. Oh, well. He tells Luca that he's he's heard that they're making waves. They're getting in with this drugs guy, and he wants he wants Luca to pretend like he's not happy with the Corleones uh, anymore, and he wants to get in with the Tataglia so, family. So he's going undercover. The one point two mile tall man is going undercover. <laughs> the most inconspicuous man imaginable <laughs> is going undercover. Boom! <laughs> Hello. Are you the Tagliatelles? No. 
No, that's racist. No. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Here's a horse's head by way of apology. His <laughs> 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 fingers and thumbs it bursting off a horse. <laughs> Just pops it like a toothpaste tube. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, the Tataglia family, eventually, they invite him to, to a meeting. And he goes to this bar and he's like chatting to them and the drugs guy is there Ooh. because the drugs guy has been speaking to the Tataglia family. They're going to back him. And Luke is there and they're chatting and he's like, oh, um, I've heard you're not happy with the Corleone family and you want to get in with us. And Luke is like, yeah, that's right. And then the drugs guy is like, I feel like this is a really good time because, you know, um, the Tataglia family are backing me. They've put their money into the drugs, blah, blah, blah. And then um, Luca puts his hand on the bar and the barman just pulls out a knife and just stabs him in the hand and Holy just, shit. like, secures his hand to the bar. And then someone comes up behind Luca and just piano-wires him yeah. to death. Oh, to death? To death. Wow, shit. And I would argue, the whole though, thing... and I've always thought this in films, if I had my hand on a table and someone yeah. stabbed through my hand, yeah. I don't think it would keep it there for good. Because I think the adrenaline would kick in and it wouldn't hurt as much to just be like, and then you'd have to like pull your hand away and it would really fuck your hand up. But I still think yeah. you'd do that. I don't think you'd be like trapped. You'd, you'd pull it to the hilt and that would pull it out. Almost certainly, yeah. It'd be like Devil May Cry. Yeah, I think, yeah, where he just walks across his sword. <laughs> yeah. I think as well, films make it seem like a lot less effort than it would be to stab entirely through Three. someone's yeah. hand hard enough into a desk to just pin their hand to the sharpest knife in the world that's what they should show on them like jml commercials you know it's like this is the unbreakable super knife never needs to be sharpened never broken watch it step through this can watch it pin this man's hand to a bar table (laughs) (laughs) bang (laughs) (laughs) that's what you need that's what you need to know do you know what um my my partner steph um she she can't she sleeps with the tv on which i never used to do yeah. but she puts the telly on and puts it on quiet so that she can sleep and then i always wake up in the morning to it's still on but it's gone to like the shopping channels at like 4 a.m in the morning yeah. or whatever ridiculous time and if that was happening i'd think it was some kind of horrible fever dream if i woke up to jml where they were showing a knife stabbed through a man's hand <laughs> to pin him to a bar i'd be like what the fuck what, have i woken what up my, to? What, the mafia channel <laughs> um so this whole thing has been a ruse to take out luca brazzi because he's um donald corleone's muscle so the don has made his first misstep he's made his first and most important misstep yeah luca brazzi uh, is no more is no more this this ginormous twenty thousand foot man twenty thousand <laughs> foot man who <laughs> Carries around horses and bursts them like toothpaste for a giggle. It's like, it's no it's like longer a story breathing. from the Odyssey, them strangling him. <laughs> like, what they had to do. <laughs> it took 600 men 600 to get around his neck. One with a golden fleece, just like pulling on a big chain. Bowman! <laughs> uh, oh, we've stabbed his hand with the sword of Damocles! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually he topples over and takes out half of Manhattan. <laughs> And the lily puts do a little dance. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> There's a lot of mythologies and stuff all mixed up in one big fun pot. Let's mix them enjoy, up. Why not? Let's enjoy do it. that guy. 
you don't get real angry over that for no reason. <laughs> um, and then the Tataglias start making big boy moves. Oh, they really big bollock moves. Bailey, big bollocks. They do. Their bollocks are all over the co- the Corleones. <laughs> They're all over them. That must have rubbing their bollocks left, right, and centre. <laughs> they stink. The Corleones stink, stink of bollocks. Just stink of bollocks, cock. Is that your bathwater? Stinks, stinks of bollocks and hairs. Yeah, that's it. Oh, nice. That's disgusting. <laughs> I'm really freaked out about what people are going to think about my bath. <laughs> You're so sort of mat. Like... You are mat, man. Mat human. <laughs> not that hairy. Take a bath and I you promise are that you. It's almost like I a hedgehog's back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Um. Yeah, the the Tataglias are making big boy moves, and they go pick up Tom the lawyer. He in in gangster terms, they call him a consigliere. That's a hotel terms as well. Apparently so. No, that's concierge. Uh, um... con- yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably French rather than Italian yeah, as well. But <laughs> um, they pick up Tom and they take him to this little warehouse, and he's pooing his pants because he's <laughs> not like. Yeah, I know. I know. It's pretty grim. He's not like muscle. He is literally just a lawyer. And he's worried that he's going to get killed. And the drugs guy is like giving him this speech, like, "Oh, we're not going to kill you. We want you to do us a favor." Ah, um, it's always favors. We've taken out. It's always favors. Revolves around favors. He tells him that they've taken out Luca Brazzi. He tells him that you know the the Corleones have got no money. Um. Oh, I've missed an important point actually. So, the Godfather is. Um. You see him with his family, and like he's putting his coat on, and he leaves this building. And they're chatting away, and they're like, "Oh, where's Paulie?" And um, Paulie's been off ill for like the last couple of days. <laughs> At least he gets sick days. That's nice to see. At least they get six days. They're unionized. Yeah. Unionized mobsters. That, that is the way forward. <laughs> so the way, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and so it's left to Fredo, who is one of the brothers as well, the older brother yeah. of Michael. Uh, it's left to Fredo to be um, Don Corleone's protection. And Don Corleone walks to his car and he pats Fredo on the back and he's like, you get in the car, I'm going to go um, to this little market here. And he crosses the road and he goes to this little shop and he and he starts looking through some fruit. And then he looks behind him and he sees some blokes running. Yeah. And he, he knows what's going on and he tries to run back to the car. And as he gets to the, the car, these guys just pull out guns and just blast him in the back. They just shoot Don Corleone in the back. Shoot Donald in the in back. The back. He, yeah. And I have to say, um, this is the most, uh, and I know it's Marlon Brando, yeah. this is the most dramatic falling death scene I've ever seen. Really? More than the you one know, in Platoon? Yeah, I would say more really? than Really? Because that even made the box art. <laughs> <laughs> he gets he gets shot five times in the yeah. back, and then these guys run off because Fredo gets out the car and pulls a gun, and they run off. And Don Corleone like, falls forward and hits the bonnet of the car, and then he like flip rolls over. Mm. And then he flips again, and then he starts like sliding down the bonnet of the car, <laughs> and then he falls on the ground in like a heaped pile, and then he rolls over onto his back, and then he just like while. unfurls like that. Yeah, it's like two minutes of dying. Well, it's insane. It's just like an Italian football player. He's just all over the place. It's rolling. <laughs> <around>. <laughs> so, 
the reason i mean obviously that's important for the film but the reason that was important to say death yeah (laughs) he's not dead i imagine well the reason that's important at this point is because um the taglia and the drugs guy tell tom the lawyer that don corleone's been shot he's been killed and luca bratzi's been killed and the corleone family are on the way out the taglia family are on their way up um they say that Sonny is a loose cannon. He's going to want retribution. Um, what you need to do is convince Sonny that now's not the time for vengeance and that they should make a deal and that they should provide protection for these guys so they can run their drugs yeah. in the Corleone family's part of town, basically. Um, and the lawyer says, I'll try my best. He's like, uh, you know, Sonny's not going to go for that, but I'll do what I yeah, can. Yeah. And the drugs guy is, you know, he's pretty sound, actually. He's like, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna kill you. Um, off you go and go try and get this deal for us. And he sends the the lawyer off. <laughs> that sound. There's a lot of just random soundness occasionally in this film. It's like I say, they they've all got a very weird, weird moral code. code. Like yeah, like if they again, prom- isn't it? They're yeah, happy to yeah, rape completely. people, steal from people, murder people, pillage, pillage yeah. burn things to the ground. But when it comes to just sort of. <laughs> All the weird stuff, like, I don't know, burying the treasure in sand or whatever, or if someone finds things, you know, and, like, standing behind the captain and stuff like that. They're like, yeah, it's such a weird code. Yeah, it is really interesting because so much of it revolves around, like, favours for favours, eye for an eye, ven- you know, vengeance plays a big thing, like, yeah. and, and pride. So, you know, if you slight someone, they deserve to have vengeance on you and stuff. It's just, it's very odd, very weird thing. So... Anyway, we cut to Michael and his Mrs. K, and they've just left the the pictures, and they're walking down the street, and they're having a conversation, and then K like exhales really dramatically, <laughs> like, a, like a big sigh, or what do you mean? More dramatically, more like a shocked, like, <gasps> like that's, that's that kind of exhale. Surely, if any. Oh, sorry. Okay, inhale. I thought I'll try I and do it. I'll try just and do a. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try and do a dramatic exhale. <laughs> That's horrible. No, that sounds that weird. That sounded yeah, like some weird. sort of uh, ghost cat. <laughs> that's what she sounds like. She sounds like a ghost cat. And <laughs> she grabs Michael and she like points to this newspaper stand. Yeah. And Michael grabs the paper and on the front page, it says about Don Corleone being front shot down in the news. street. Front page news. And he flips through to the full story and it says that, you know, the, the crime lord of this town has been has been shot to death well the crime lord of this town like it's just one of them oh just you one know of them. the crime lord. classic yeah classic crime lord. why didn't the police do anything if they knew he was a crime lord well you know he's a crime <sighs> lord isn't he can't do he's got a code he's got a code can't arrest him for being a crime lord <laughs> <laughs> no crime about being a crime lord <laughs> if we don't arrest doctor who for being a time lord we're not going to arrest Don Corleone for being a crime lord. It rhymes and yeah. you can't have crime time rhyme. It just doesn't fly in court. Hey, if the OJ case taught us anything, it's that if it rhymes, it's fine. Yeah. That's the rule. <laughs> Rhyming is the law. If, it, if there's a rhyme, it ain't no crime. That's, yeah. that's what we found out back in the day. If you can rhyme, you won't do time. That's just, if the that's just how it is. fit, we acquit. It's simple as that. <laughs> <laughs> um so michael runs across the road and he gets to a payphone and he rings sunny immediately and he's like what the fuck's going on and sunny's <laughs> like 
yeah, Sonny basically tells him, you know, his dad's been shot. That he's he's okay. Yeah. He's he's in ho- he's not okay. He's been shot five times, but he's in hospital and he's he's still alive currently. Hey. But they don't think he's going to make oh, it. Oh shit, they don't. Wow, well that is a shame. Yeah, he's in a pretty bad way. You fa- what were you going to say there about what? You went hey like that. No, like you were going to say I something. I just was saying hey. <laughs> okay. Hey, I've been here this whole time, but hey. <laughs> I think I was going to say something about 50 Cent. And how he's been shot seven times. So he's better so than Don Corleone. He needs to grow up. Don Corleone, stop being a, a fucking asshole, a little bitch. Stop being a little bitch, yeah. yeah. Get, over his <laughs> shooting. Get over yourself, yeah. This motherfucker's been shot seven or nine times, can't remember. Allegedly. Someone needs to... Someone needs to slap Don Corleone in the face and tell him to grow up. And then give him a little one on the bum. <laughs> Off you go, Sam. <laughs> on your way. On your way, fella. On you go, kid. I'll sort it. Good luck, kid. <laughs> um, and Sonny says that um, he thinks this drugs guy in the tagla tagle tagle the telly. Yeah. I'm no, going to say tagle the telly. Tagle the telly. We've been through this, mate. That's why Luca got killed because he's a racist. <laughs> This is a racist. <laughs> the Tataglia, the Tataglia family, uh, are behind it all, and and that's what's happened. And he tells Michael to come home, um, and so Michael comes back home, and they're all sat round and they're all talking and they're chatting about what they're gonna do, and then they get a knock at the door and someone says, "Oh, there's been a parcel delivered for you." It's probably and a bomb. Like, okay, probably a bomb. Yeah, probably a bomb. They say, "Bring it through." And the guy brings it through, and uh, one of them opens it up, and it is Luca Brazzi's um, bulletproof vest thing that he was wearing, oh. um, and in it is wrapped a fish. Wow! And we all know one what that of the means. people. Well, exactly. One of the people says it's a Sicilian message. Yeah, uh, it means Luca Brazzi sleeps with the fishes. There we go. That's what it means. I didn't know what that meant, by the way. I thought they meant that he now worked at the fish market or... <laughs> they, they somehow used magic to turn <laughs> maybe, him into a fish. Maybe they were trying to do that thing where you uh, you break into someone's car or like you get your mate's car keys and you open the car and then you cut the, the ceiling or the floor lining and you hide loads of chunks of fish in it. And then sew it back up. <laughs> yeah, or blew so it, it back stinks. up, probably. So, so it, it stinks stinks. And they get away the smell is coming from. They were trying to do it with this bulletproof vest, just make it real smell. So when they opened it, they were like, oh, it smells like shit. And then oh, back Lincoln, in the... you fucking stink, mate. Back in the Tagli family, they're just like, uh, did we send it third class mail? They're like, no, we sent it next day delivery. And like, God, you fucking it's idiot. It's not going to smell anymore. It's going to be a fresh fish. You're going to wake up to a fish's head in your bed, you little bellend. You're going to wake up to a fish in your uh, socks, I guess. Because that'll make them <laughs> smell. And then you'll smell of socks and feet. You fucking <laughs> Stop doing the fish thing to Taglias. Come on, weird. guys. Come on. <laughs> Sicily is not known for fish. They're known for Vesuvius. So if you could do something to do with lava, uh, then that would be great. <laughs> Just lava a man to death. <laughs> if you could Pompeii, man, like Pompeii is best. Yeah. Or maybe do that whole Pompeii thing where that guy's just wanking. And then just send them pictures of him in the, in the thing. Now, it's a Sicilian message. Um, so, Luca Brazzi sleeps with the fishes. He's dead. So they know that Don Corleone's laid up in hospital. Luca Brazzi's been been whacked off. Um, yeah, first use of that. 
Can't believe you mistaken us an hour. I know. To it's gonna come up. up. It's gonna come up a lot. Don't worry. Yeah. A lot of people are gonna get whacked off in this film. <laughs> so many people. So many people. I was whacking off the whole time. The whole time. It's um, a long film as well. So you must have been three cheap. hours long. You must have been Rev Raw. Yeah. <laughs> I was whacking off so many guys during this film. It's just mad <laughs> madness. <laughs> so, um, then Paulie comes into the room. And he's like, oh, can I do anything for you? And they're all like, where have you been? And he's like, oh, I was ill. You know, I couldn't come into work and blah, blah, blah. And he leaves the room. And then Sonny is immediately like, Paulie's a fucking rat. He's been oh. ratting us out to the, I can't remember the name of the family. It's a different family. But he's like, he's been ratting us out to one of the other crime families. And I want you to take care of them. Um, and he says to... Um, With zero evidence. Just full conviction that Paulie's a rat. Yeah, basically, he's just like, you're a goddamn rat, Paulie. Um, <laughs> oh, how scary. <laughs> well, he doesn't directly say it to Paulie. Paulie goes out the room and he's like, Paulie's a rat. He's been ratting yeah. us out to one of the other families. He turns to Clemenza, who's this big, like, yeah, I know. There's a lot of people in this film. Yeah, well, uh, and they all have... have mad names. This yeah, guy's they named do. after almost an orange, so... <laughs> He turns to Clemenza and he says, I don't want to see Paulie again. Yeah. And Clemenza says, don't worry, I'll take care of it. So then we get this weird scene where Paulie goes around to Clemenza's house. They've got him on this ruse that he needs to do a job with Clemenza. And Clemenza's like, come on, we'll get in the car. We're going for a drive. Um, Sonny's gone off the rails. He's after vengeance for his dad. Yeah. We've not been able to find him for the last couple of days. We're going to go look in the usual haunts and we're going to go see if we can find yeah. him. And they drive around, um, they drive around New York or wherever it is that this is set, <laughs> and um, <laughs> oh. they drive him, they drive him up into the hills, and then Clemenza's like, "Oh, get, pull over here! I need to go for a piss." And Clemenza gets out the car and he goes off and he goes for a piss, and then in the background you just hear gunshots, and then Clemenza walks up to the car, and the guy in the back seat gets out and like passes him something in a bag and then they just walk off and they just leave Paulie dead in the oh, driver's seat. Oh, so they, had the, they did the old back seat gag. The old back the seat old gag. The old Michael Myers. Like it. They whack off Paulie. So Paulie's guy, been whacked off. Guy in the back seat whacks off Paulie real hard. Still a real nice place to whack him off. Top of a hill. Hollywood oh, Hills. Oh, beautiful, beautiful views. It yeah. says New York, but the Hollywood Hills. He gets whacked <laughs> off up there. Yeah. What a lovely place to be whacked off. If just... what, a, what a way to go. That's the way I want to be done. You want to be whacked, whacked off. off at the top of the top Hollywood, of Hollywood Hills. Hills. Yeah. <laughs> By two men. One in the back seat, one in the front seat. <laughs> one having a piss. I've always, I've always said that's my dream. That's it. It's the old piss yeah. man back seat whack off is what you've always been after. <laughs> it's a classic. It's a classic. It is a classic. I've always said that to you. Yeah, that's yeah. how I want to go. That's it. It's what we uh, organised for the stag. <laughs> um... So then we get a scene where Michael goes to see his Mrs. K and they're having a meal together and then he's he's completely distracted and she's like, what's up, what's up? And he's like, I'm I'm just really worried about my dad. And he goes, I think it would be good if we don't see each other for a little while. Oh, wow. um, yeah, I know. Did you commit to memory what they ordered or what they were eating? Because I always find this dad interested in films. Oh, no, I didn't. Ah, I didn't. Mind. Sorry, mate. I imagine it was something Italian. It's almost always pasta, a salad. A pasta dish. It's almost always just leaves on a plate. And you're like, well, <laughs> you just eat leaves that's on not, a plate for that meal. That's meat. not a meal, mate. Yeah. It's a goddamn rabbit's meal. 
Oh, no, that's bullshit. But like, if you went out for a fancy dinner, you don't order a salad, right? Yeah, if you were paying for dinner, there's no way you're just getting salad. That's insane. Is no. it rich? Like, what? yeah, madman behavior. Anyway, he says he takes his leave, and he's like, "I think it would be good if we didn't see each other for a while um, okay. with everything that's going on." And he he drives off, and he's going to the hospital to see his dad. And he gets to the hospital, and he gets to the front desk, and there's no one there. And he he starts running through the hospital, and he gets to close to where his dad's room is, and he gets to the end of the corridor, and there's a table and chairs set up where there should be like protection, you know, bodyguards, mm. and there's no one there. And he runs into his dad's room, and his dad's just on his own in the hospital. And Michael like immediately starts panicking. He's like, "Where is everyone?" Because like the yeah. family should be there protecting him while he's vulnerable. And then this nurse walks in, and she's like, "Oh, you can't be here." And he's like, "Where is everyone?" And she says that the chief of police came in and said there were too many people around and he sent everyone away. Well, the amount of times in the hospital where the chief of police walks in and goes, hang on, it's only three visitors at a time. (laughs) It's fucking Hogwarts. It's very very hard enforced. Anytime I've been in the hospital, they are strict on it. More than three people, chief of police. police. Get down here. We will ring the chief of police. (laughs) (laughs) Why? and our Lethal Weapon episode showed just how easy it is to get through yeah, to the chief of police did. on the so phone. And the Die Hard episode showed how usually inept that the chief of police is, so he's probably going to be straight there. Um, rather than getting out of the hospital, Michael gets on the blower, and he uh, he calls his brother Sonny, and he's blower. like, gets on the old blower. Love that phrase. Go for it. <laughs> and he explains to Sonny that no one's at the hospital, that the dad's just on his own. Yeah. And Sonny's fuming, he's like, what the fuck do you mean? And then they realise that this is, you know, someone somewhere is trying to do a whack-off job oh, on, on Donald. Someone's trying to whack off Donald. And Sonny's not happy. Well, he's, and he, well, and he's asleep or in a coma. He's just trying, trying to whack, whack him, him off. off. Wow. wow. <laughs> what a way to go, what a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> and Sonny knows that Michael isn't like part of the part of the crime, part of the family. Yeah. So he's worried for him. So he tells Michael not to panic. And Michael's like, I'm not panicking. He thinks Michael's worry, gonna get whacked off as well. He thinks he thinks everyone's gonna get whacked off. He thinks Michael's gonna get whacked off onto Donald and Donald's gonna whack off into Michael and it's just well, gonna be I mean, a whole Donald will not whack off Michael because it's his son. <laughs> That'd be weird. So, comatose. so Michael may get whacked off in the vicinity of Donald, but Donald will also <laughs> yeah. be whacked off very quickly afterwards. I would a imagine. double, a double whacking off, or the other way around. around they'll, they'll whack off Donald first and then move straight on to Michael, for, you know, to whack him <laughs> off as well. Age before, age before beauty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> more, more important before beauty. To be honest, like Donald, <laughs> in the eyes of the other families, Donald needs to be whacked off. Like he, Donald's he has man. to go. And he Michael, has to be whacked off. He's one of his sons. He's probably heir to the to the Corleone family as well as the others. So he definitely, one hundred percent, will need to be whacked off. Collateral, collateral, a collateral damage. whack off, but and also a necessity <laughs> of a whack off. So <laughs> a necessary, a necessary whack off. Yeah. So that I mean that's to come. But oh, definitely yeah, is to but, come. Yeah. So, but you know, Michael's obviously <laughs> clocked this now, so. Yeah, he knows someone's getting whacked off and he's not having it. He's not having so it. He says, to, he says to this nurse, help me get my dad out this room. It's so silly. He says to this nurse, help me get 
my dad out of this room. Someone's going to come and whack him off, and we need to get him out. <laughs> we need to get him out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get him out. I, I, I can't I mean, watch I'm my dad be whacked off. Whacking him off. <laughs> I, don't, be I don't want to be here to see a man whack my dad off. I don't want to see no, it. Well, so the last thing he was, he'd probably try and fight it the whole way, but he'd inevitably get whacked off. So <laughs> I know, I know for certain. I don't want to see someone whack well, off my dad. Well, the thing is, so. if you were smart, you're not just going to send one man to whack him off, are you? You're going to send a couple of men to make sure multiple, he gets whacked multiple off. Multiple men yeah. to make sure the job gets to done. make sure the job <laughs> the, gets the, done. This guy gets whacked off. Yeah. So, they need to move him. It's the fucking most immature shit in the world. <laughs> Gone on for about 20 minutes. <laughs> this kid's got the rest of the film. Because the rest uh, of the film, I imagine, is about whacking men off. Uh, there's so, a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of whacking off. It's just whacking off the Corleones. That's what they should have called it. <laughs> I'm sure I've watched a sex tape that's called that. Yeah. Oh, God. So, he convinces the nurse to help him get his dad into another room. And they're taking someone... They're taking him through. And they get into this other room. And then he hears someone footsteps in the, in the hospital. <laughs> and he... He comes out of the room and he sees this guy walking towards him. And he's like, who are you? Why are you here? And he's, he's not like, here to whack off his dad. Off, call, yeah. <laughs> he's like, shit. He's not come to whack off his dad. Oh, hasn't he? This, this guy is Enzo, uh, the baker, who we met at the very start of the film. He was, he was the baker at his daughter's wedding. Oh, okay. Who uh, made the cake. you got to make the pastries. You need someone to make the pastries. That's nice because I don't reckon anyone on earth has... In- well, no someone definitely has but i don't reckon mm. a lot of people would invite their cake maker to the wedding however in a <laughs> mafia circle i can imagine that that's definitely the case yeah especially this in the italian wasn't... circle a lot of pastry yeah this guy wasn't a cake maker before but he owed someone a favor so he had to learn <laughs> so how to make cakes started off making tipping moved on to shortbread was like... <laughs> <laughs> He's going around the he's going around the wedding, just being like, it really is like chemistry. You've really got to get the ingredients balanced correctly. <laughs> off, just follow a recipe, don't you? You're gonna get whacked off if you keep talking like that. <laughs> we'll whack you off into your cake mix. If you know. Um and so Enzo's turned up and he's come to pay his respects to the Don and make sure he's okay. And Michael's like, You need to help me. There's some guys coming here, they're gonna whack off my dad. And I don't want that to no, happen. They'll whack off me, and they'll probably whack off you if you're still here. So. They'll probably whack off all three of us at all, once, maybe. All three of us. Who knows? Who knows what'll happen? So he tells Enzo to come and stand outside the hospital, and they stand outside, and he grabs Enzo's coat and pulls his his collar up, and he pulls his collar up, and then they stand there, and he says to Enzo, "Put your put your hand in your coat like you've got a gun in your in your coat." Oh, so they stand there like and so Enzo fucking. Eric Cantona. Like, what do you mean they pull the collar yeah. off? Like, the hoods? I don't know. Off. I guess it's just to make them look hard. Or does that muscle? make you look like a shit Dracula? It does make you look like a bit of a bell end. <laughs> but um, they they decide that's going to make them look like muscle. And so mm. they stood there with their hands in their pockets. Well, they won't whack off muscle, would they? Don't whack off muscle. That's that's my that's my rule. Rule one. Rule one. <laughs> and um, these guys drive up to the hospital and they look... And then Michael, like, he, he Enzo's standing there with his hand in his pocket. Michael's got his hands at his side. Michael pulls his coat open and reaches his hand into his pocket. Yeah. And these guys drive off. Oh, straight away. So they've successfully scared off oh, mob gangsters. Man, they cock-blocked them. 
They've absolutely diddled them. They've just made them look like fools. Like fucking fools. Off you go, Absolute son. See you later. Divvies. Yeah. Bye. Bye. No whacking off my dad tonight. Off you go. I'll be whacking off my dad tonight. I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> nobody, nobody <laughs> is whacking off my dad tonight. So have that. <laughs> Fuck off. Love it. Well done, then. That's what he they said. Nailed it. Well done, then. Now they only have to stay there for another probably three weeks. Solid. Mm. <laughs> well, after they drive off, Enzo goes to take a cigarette out of his coat. And you can see he's shaking like a shitting dog. Yeah. He's full on, like his hands are just like that. And he tries yeah. to light it and he can't get the lighter to work. And Michael takes the lighter off him and you can see Michael's hands are steady as well. Michael's fuck. cool as shit by the sounds of this film so far. He is. He's a real... He knows what he's got to do. The thing is, people underestimate him the whole way through because they're like, oh, he's not part of the family business. You know, he's not a gangster. But oh, so he, he, doesn't, he doesn't do hero. any gangstering. He's not. He's not one to whack people off. For example, he he does like. At the minute, yeah. at the minute, Michael his reputation is that he doesn't whack guys off. Okay, that will change. Oh, so he will end up whacking guys off. That is a shame. He will that he whack will end up multiple guys off. off. Yeah, or he'll whack them off all over the guy. It is a shame, but, um... Um, but like legit. He's he's not he's not in the mob. He's he's not. What's he do? Is he like an architect? He's or? in the he's in the no. He's in the army. He's of course, the army. he did he's say yeah. He's in the yeah, army yeah, yeah, now. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. whoa. And he's a, he's he's the of all the of all the. Well, I suppose he is still whacking guys off in the army. No, he's still whacking guys off, but not. It's not the like army's a, it's probably not one, like one of the most most egregious places for whacking guys off. <laughs> other than maybe I don't know one of the other <laughs> armed services. Hmm. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Oh my god. Um Michael Michael is the the straight arrow of the of the family. He's the he's on the he's the legitimate he's on the one straight basically. And narrow, yeah. He's on the straight and narrow Ish. and he is in the but, army. But he is in the army. But this scene I think is meant to establish that like um he you know, he's calm under this pressure. Oh, well, yeah. He lights the cigarette. But then you think, like, he's in the army, so of course he's, he's calm under this pressure. Before. He's probably had to pretend yeah. to shoot people. He's... Yeah. yeah. They make it out like Michael's this little weak little, you know, flower that they have to protect. Flower. But really, he's... <laughs> All right, flower. No, but... All right, flower. <laughs> but, like, he's in the army. He's a war hero. Yeah. You know, he's a veteran. So I don't understand that bit. But anyway... Uh, soon after these guys drive off, the police all turn up, sirens blaring. Really? And they come out of the cars and they, they tell Michael to come towards them and Michael comes towards them and the, he, Michael walks up and he's like, why aren't any, why isn't anyone protecting my dad? And the police chief's like, I told them they, you know, they were they were taking up too much room in the hospital yeah. and blah, blah, blah. They were causing a ruckus. Why is anyone protecting my dad? Like, well... According to us, because we're the police, he isn't a criminal, despite being a crime. <laughs> it's like, yeah, because it but, rhymes. So you should have some men on the door. Like, no, we wouldn't. You would, and say, "Well, where are my guys?" Like, I fucking know. Why would I know? I'm just the, the police. We're supposed to be protecting <laughs> and serving, not dealing with fucking weird shitbags like you, mobsters. <laughs> Go away. What do you, what do you well, mean? Why isn't anyone protecting? <laughs> Well, Michael literally says, do you know who my dad is? And the police chief is like, yeah, we know who your dad is. He's the fucking crime lord. We're the police. (laughs) Of course we know who the crime lord is. Um, And then Michael starts kicking off and he's like, 
you've been paid off. Someone has got to you and they're Ooh. paying you off to, to leave my dad unprotected so they can whack him off while he's while he's vulnerable. <laughs> and the police chief doesn't like this one bit no. because it rings a little bit too true. Oh, it is true. Yeah. Well, yeah. of course it's true. And so... Oh, he I tells mean, two cops, p- cops in, especially films like this, and especially in, you know, well, real life, uh, they can't even fucking lie in bed straight. They're bent as fuck. Dirty. They're dirty. Bent coppers. If only bloody um, Lana G. Yeah, guy was Lana there. Lana G. Guy was just bent coppers. It would be fantastic, wouldn't it? He's not having it. He's not having any bent Sit coppers. Sit down. Sit down, fella. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking He's about you getting down. whacked off. <laughs> 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 see now i kind of wish this whole film had been done in scotland rather than italian american mm, scotland you've got a good scottish accent that was irish was yeah, it oh, okay a... then you haven't got a no. good scottish accent you haven't got a good irish accent that was that was not that bad i just think go you on, don't know go on, do it again accent. do it again do it again you right okay so obviously as we know you need certain words to get into certain accents so for me for irish it's the name jerry adams <laughs> And it's the word <laughs> Sinn Féin. So you go, nice. Jerry Adams and Sinn Féin. And you go, sit down, fella. I know you're a neem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dealing with Ben Corpers. That's very good. That is very well, there good. There you go. You see, it's not that bad. I mean, it's not great. And anyone who's For- Irish who's listening, I am sorry. For me, when I was in primary school, I had um, an Irish head headmistress mm. and a French headmaster. And the Irish headmistress, I remember, um, did a assembly. And this is what gets me into the Irish accent. She did an assembly where she played uh, <laughs> M people's What Have You Done Today to Make You Feel Proud. And then she came up and, oh and this God. was her I'm message. Really she went, for um, this accent. I am so excited, guys. I, I can't even contain myself right go on okay she went think about it what have yay done today to make yay feel pride she didn't say yay she didn't say she yay. did no she did that's how she what said it that's how she said it to make you feel what have, no what have yay done today to make yay feel pride 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 and uh what had she done today to make yay feel proud pride oh i'd whacked off pretty much every no, day in my class and you hadn't killed everyone in your class that's not no, true. I didn't, say, I didn't say killed. No. Well, that's what it means, Dave. I don't know. That is what it means. That is what it means. And it's a very immature thing to think anything else. Yeah. If, if you have, throughout the last half an hour of this podcast, if you thought we've been talking about anything else, then you need to get your head out of the gutter. Because You're an immature arsehole. Immature. <laughs> You're going to get whacked off. Immature arsehole. That's what you are. <laughs> <laughs> so put that shit, put that day mind back in the bin because all we've been talking about this whole time is being killed by He's the mob. whacking guys off that's all it is talking about whacking guys off which is talking about being killed by the mob right <laughs> and you know that and we know that but you're mincing our words and it's not okay time to grow up fella time to grow up it's 2021 <laughs> and we will not have it anymore anyway not right, so michael's about, about to get whacked off by the police <laughs> Oh gosh, the police the police chief is not happy that Michael's accusing him of this stuff, even yeah. though it's true. And he tells two policemen to to hold him, and as they're holding him, he just socks him in the jaw, really? and he hits him so hard he breaks his jaw. Shit! In one punch, 
What a strong old <laughs> police chief. It's fucking insane. He just fucking knocks. It's like um, Golden Compass. He just fucking knocks his jaw clean <laughs> off. Just bam. Oh, fuck you, mate. Does that happen in the Golden Compass? With the polar bears, one polar bear swipes another oh, swipe polar bear's another polar mouth bear's off. Jaw yeah, up. yeah, that is yeah, shit, yeah, fucking brutal. Anyway, yeah, classic Yorick Berninson. Um, Tom the lawyer turns up at this point because Michael called Sonny before from the hospital, and Tom gets out the car, and a load of the other Corleone family get out the car, and they start speaking to the police chief, and they're like, "Oh, it wouldn't look too good, you know." Blah blah blah. Um. And the police chief kind of kind of admits that he has... He doesn't, like, directly say, but he kind of lets on that he has been paid off. Yeah, he has been. So at this point, uh, Tom the lawyer goes into full-on overdrive lawyer mode. Oh, I love it. And all these people run past him, and he's saying to the chief of police, these are private hire security firm... Uh, they've all got a license to carry. They're all above board. They're all fully legitimate. Mm. Uh, you can't kick them out. They're here to protect my client. You'd probably kick um, them out of hospital, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would assume so. But um, the chief of police is like, oh, God damn. And you can see on his face that he's pissed off because his job was clearly to leave Donald vulnerable yeah. so he could be whacked Make off. Make him whack and... off yeah. And not going to happen. He's he's not whack off. He's got too many men around him to be whacked off. <laughs> to be whacked yeah, off, they'd have to whack off. You'd have to whack so off many all men those guys. It would just be a waste of resources in order to Can't get to whack off Don Don Corleone. Yeah. <laughs> um. Don't see what's funny about that. Don't see. Sorry, that was me being very immature. <laughs> <laughs>